Hello and welcome to Dungeon Regular, a show about modules, adventures, and dungeons. I'm Nova, also known as Idle Cartulary, and I'm reading through Dungeon Magazine one module at a time. I'll summarise that module, talk about its strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about a few interesting things about it that could be used at the table or impact your own homebrew design. The town of Nolivari is under attack by Norkers, and it has been discovered that they have been rallied by an enigmatic but powerful leader, Gracket. A reward has been offered for his capture. The player characters have accepted the challenge. While there is a brief hand wave towards the people of the town and the wilderness on the way to the lair, this module is really a two-level dungeon through a cave system, best intended for a system like DCC or OSE. What can we take back to our table from Cracket's Lair, even if we don't use it in our home campaign? Firstly, Norkers. I initially thought that Norkers were a strangely undescribed major foe, but no, they are a real D&D creature, a kind of earth elemental themed goblin. Casting goblins in an elemental theme is a clever idea, I think. This is an adventure for first to third levels, and goblins are a great foe for low-level characters. Dressing them up with elemental powers is pretty clever, I think. Except it turns out that Norkas are all fluff, at least in this module, and what's more, their culture isn't well established. Giving Norkas some very simple elemental powers or affinities, giving them an earth goddess to worship instead of a goblin goddess, or giving them desires that aligned with other Earth-themed creatures that were being subverted or manipulated by Krakert would fulfill their full potential here. The other thing that would fulfill their potential would be capitalising on the internal device that are said to exist here. Some Norkers love Krakert, and some don't, but only one Norker is said to act on it, and he acts alone, which doesn't feel like typical Norkert behaviour. And it would be more interesting, I think, for him to be freed, show his rebel friends his new power and new friends, and for a civil war to be a possibility. 2. In my episode on Assault on Edison Point, I talked about how in the Mothership module Another Bug Hunt, the timeline was laid out in two columns, one for the referee and one for the players. Gracket Slayer does this, but rather does it into seven paragraph sections of prose. I love separating out player and referee information. I don't love that it's implied that any player would sit through seven paragraphs of read-aloud text for a relatively short adventure. The referee section is in its entirety offered as a reward at the end of the dungeon. I really like how these first three modules in Dungeon Magazine have been really interested in the backstories for their locations. However, to a significant extent, the backstories haven't had any direct impact on the locations themselves. I'd love to see more impact there, or a reason the player should feel this law is actually a reward. On the other hand, three interesting rewards. The big gun reward in this module is a journal. It is an exceptional reward because it contains, and I quote, details on the structure, operations, signals, passwords, key members and contacts of the Ivor Willow Assassin's Guild. You also get some spellbooks, but really the juice is in the journal. You can hand it over to the prince or the duke for a reward. You can bring down the Assassin's Guild correctly, or you can hand it over to the Assassin's Guild for a price. And any involvement in a guild of assassins is bound to result in intrigue and further action, the kind of reward that encourages the player characters to dive headfirst into deeper and deadlier games is a model for any of the rewards we give for completing a dungeon. 4. Diagrams I'm not exactly sure why we don't see many diagrams in DIY elf games, given the cornucopia of riches we are given, in terms of secret doors and traps. A simple diagram for every secret door and trap would make life a lot easier. The secret door here is simple. The diagram demonstrates 
that pulling on a wire on the front disengages the lock, that it is a pivoting door once the lock is disengaged. The description would be, two vertical cracks in the wall are clearly visible, a wire sticks out from one of the cracks. Pulling the wire wouldn't cause the door to open, but pulling the wire and pushing the door will. You could probably figure this out from the description as a player, it's pretty simple, but the diagram is stellar, and more traps and secret doors should have simple diagrams in my opinion. And five, there's this one magical fountain on the second level. It's just an excellent example of a solvable puzzle, and I like it a lot. It's a scrying fountain, and it's activated by a drop of blood. There's no way to know that a drop of blood would cause it to function, except there is a flask of fish blood left in the room, because Gracket, until recently, had been using it to spy on the player characters. There are probably cleverer ways of doing this, spatters of spilled blood on the floor by the fountain, or the flask of fish blood scattered as Grackert fled, but the result is the same. We have a simple puzzle with a solution directly available, but not the only possible solution. It makes me happy. What I would have liked, though, is some carryover to the side effects of the puzzle. In the room previous, there are mud men who do nothing other than attack the player characters. More interesting if they weren't aggressive, but rather newborn. And a side effect of the fountain being here, its magical waters flowing into the mud in the next room. It would add a more interesting air to the whole affair, in my opinion. That's Grackert's Lair in a nutshell. I hope that you'll join me for the next episode of Dungeon Regular. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Mastodon at Idle Cartillery, and I write reviews and blog at playfulvoid.game.blog. If you'd like to support Dungeon Regular, please visit my Ko-fi at ko-fi forward slash idlecartillery. You can make a one-off donation or become a member. Members are prioritized for their questions to be included in the Dungeon Regular mailbag episodes, can make suggestions for future bathtub reviews, and get to see bathtub reviews in a week in advance on my Ko-fi before they go public. Our theme music is an extract from Turning the Page by Kirk Osamayo on the Free Music Archive, used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening.